Nikki, and today on Getting Real, I get to talk to Adam Mervis, and I'm so excited to talk to you about this film that you produced, that you wrote, that is so unique and so interesting. I didn't know what to expect when I went into this, Adam. This movie is called The Last Days of Capitalism, and it's literally only two people in a hotel room the entire time. That had to be super challenging for you to write a film, a full-length film, with only two characters. Yeah, you know, it started out as a play that I'd written um, that I was going to do off-Broadway in New York. And as a couple things happened uh, with my movie writing career, I decided I wanted to direct this. And in a way, I, w I was trying to find something that was interesting, that was challenging, uh, and that also was manageable and I could do. And so I, I picked up this little script that I had and, and thought, well... I only need two actors and a big hotel room, so a penthouse in Las Vegas, so let's do it. Yeah, well, it turned out awesome. Why don't you give us Thank a little you. synopsis of the film? It's tricky, but as you know, um, yeah. it's about a man and a woman who you think at first are having kind of a, a weekend love affair high above Las Vegas in a penthouse. Mm -hmm. And then what you quickly come to start to figure out is that perhaps the man is extremely wealthy. Perhaps the woman is some sort of high-end escort, and maybe this isn't a love, love affair at all. And then as kind of everything keeps going, you maybe start to ask yourself, wait, is he that wealthy? And is she who she really says she is? And, and um, it kind of goes from there. It is brilliant. I love that Thank you. you go into this really not knowing anything about the characters and you realize at the end that you never did know anything about these characters. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you spent the entire weekend getting to know these characters. I think that you did such a great job with developing these characters and getting these characters to connect with each other without knowing a single thing about each other. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. You know, I think for me, I've been making some bigger movies, um, which I love, but, you know, I kind of missed some movies that I fell in love with that I wasn't seeing anymore. Um, these kind of old-fashioned, independent two-handers about, you know, two people really working it out and it being challenging and it being about acting and it being about, you know, performance at a very high level. Um, a movie like Medicine for Melancholy, um, which I love, which Barry Jenkins directed, or kind of the Before Midnight series, which Richard Linklater directed. You know, just these great films that were independent cinema and challenging and, and all that. And I kind of set out ambitiously to try to do something in that canon uh, and just get close to that. <laughs> yeah, and the acting is phenomenal. These two actors are incredible. Yes, they are. I mean... Thank you for that. I, I, I'm so proud of them. And I, you know, Sarah Harper is magnetic up there. And um, I dare anyone not to fall in love with her. And Mike Thaleo has, he, in, my, in my mind, he has kind of the hardest job in the film because in the wrong hand, his character isn't that likable. Right. Um, and he says some stuff that is not so great. Um but he does it with such um, finesse and charisma and below the surface. When Mike walked into audition, 
uh, my producer, Kenny, you know, he said to me, he goes, I believe this guy has lived a full life. And there's a genuine, there's a genuineness to him, even though <laughs> on the surface is a little bit of asshole. I don't know if I can curse, but. <laughs> yeah, no, ex- that's exactly it. He's so good at, he's a very damaged character, very damaged. But you don't really get that by, I mean, you get it, but you don't, he doesn't put off as, oh, I'm, I'm so damaged, you know, like, oh, poor me, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm acting this way because I'm so screwed up. That's just an underlying thing that he does a really good job with. He does a good job masking it. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, when we were casting this, we saw, I don't know, hundreds of actors in L.A. and New York, and the, the challenge was, okay, this is these two people, we have to, they have to carry the whole film. We have to believe them and we have to fall in love with them and we have to hate them. And in the way we shot it, as it, from an acting standpoint, you had to put 10 pages of dialogue in your head a day and be ready to go. Um, and it was, you know, we, we looked for a long time and tried a bunch of different combinations before we landed on Mike and Sarah. Um, and I'm glad we did. Yeah. They were, they were fantastic. The other thing that was fantastic about this film is when you're filming in a hotel room, that's that's it. <laughs> you have to get really creative with the camera shots, and I felt like you did a beautiful job with that and, and keeping it interesting and taking it. It didn't feel like a, a play. I know that you said that it was, it was based on a play that you wrote, but it didn't feel like a play just because of the way that it was shot. Oh, thank you. You know, we had a really talented cinematographer, Bethany, who... Um, she had actually just finished uh, the American Film Institute, and we we had a it's a longer story, but we had a we lost our cinematographer about two weeks before, and I I sent out like a massive email to all my filmmaker friends, being like I need someone, and she just appeared, uh, and it kind of felt like fate to me because when I looked at um, her reel and everything, I was like, oh my god, this is like get her immediately. This is the most talented person um, I've seen in a while. And she just, like, fell into my lap on an accident. And, you know, we were two strong-willed people with artistic ideas kind of um, trying to figure out this exact thing for a long time. How how do we actually (laughs) make this visually interesting and, you know, make it uh, cinema rather than whatever anything else is? I don't know. Yeah, well, you definitely accomplished that. I felt like it was beautifully shot. The acting, like I said, incredible. The story, the writing was phenomenal. I love how the story unfolded, and I loved being surprised at the end. Yes, we won't give away the end, but it, it was important to me to kind of, you know, I think that was part of the risk of making and why you make an independent movie. You know, I would have never got away with kind of some of the stuff let me see if I can put it a different way. It, you have to believe kind of this movie is heading in one direction for a long while until it turns on you. And for me, that turn then is even more rewarding because you're like, oh, I did not see this coming. Um, we didn't telegraph it. We didn't do anything with it. So, yeah, I, I think, again, if it was just two people talking in a room, I, I, it sounds boring to me. So I wanted to kind of really mix it up towards the end and, and see, you know, if we could 
how far we could push it and if we could surprise a few people and take people um, on a ride. Yeah, but the dialogue is so thoughtful as well. You know, when you're when they are just talking to each other, the dialogue is thoughtful. I I felt like it was something that is the dialogue itself is interesting, and then the twist is just like the the icing on the cake. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think again to kind of stay in that um, theater and um, indie film space. You know, you can play with ideas and thoughts that you can't play with in a, in a bigger studio movie, um, you know, and, and you can really challenge yourself and challenge the audience and challenge the actors into what you're saying, what you're thinking, and, and, and kind of, is this safe to say, is this not safe to say, which to me is the exciting part about making a film and making, if you want to call art, um, is to say try out some dangerous stuff and be like, oh, maybe that wasn't so dangerous, or maybe that is dangerous, or maybe, you know, uh, that's provocative out of one person's mouth and not provocative out of somebody else, else's mouth. Um, and, yeah, I, I appreciate um, that you enjoyed that. Yeah. Well, when can people watch it? I, I know that it's going to be available video on demand. When can people get it, and where do they get it? Yes, yeah, starting tomorrow, Friday, November 12th, I think it's going to be available most places you rent movies, but I know for sure on Amazon um, it's available to buy or to rent. Um, and I'd love for everyone to check it out. Oh, it's definitely worth it. It's a great movie. And you have so many more things ahead of you. I mean, like I said, this is fantastic. You've done 20, you wrote 21 Bridges, which is another fantastic movie that you worked on with Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. And you've got another one that is going to be coming out soon, National Champions. So I hope I'll get to talk yeah. to you again about that one when it comes out. I'd love to. That comes out in, in December 10th. But, yeah, I'd love to talk to you again. That would be fantastic. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Adam Mervis, you are extremely talented, and I absolutely love the film, The Last Days of Capitalism, available tomorrow, video on demand. Thank you so much, Nikki.